brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. You're listening to Almost Entirely Sports. I told you before the season that Patrick Mahomes' MVP odds were pretty juicy. My dad is like 100 to 1. Like, well, that's too high. But you know what? I do have a regret from this offseason. I didn't tell enough people to go to hell whenever they told me to pull back off this bandwagon. With Joshua Briscoe. Hey, everybody. Hell. Goodbye. Head straight there. On ESPN Kansas City. I wholeheartedly stand by that. That is the only thing that I truly regret from this offseason. My my optimism, my conducting of the hype train was, if anything, simply not excited enough. We're efforting right now. I, I haven't heard, I think Beard's calling right now for Benjamin Solak of the Draft Network. Hope to hear from him here um, in just a, a minute, maybe less than a minute. His article on thedraftnetwork.com is tremendous, and it is uh, it is headlined, Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid should be illegal. Um, there was a snippet of it that I was going to read to you regardless of uh, if we talked to him or not today. Um, I, I, again, because I can't see beards because we're on remote, I don't know how that process is going, but I'm optimistic. I'm hopeful. I think, I think we'll hear from him soon. Um, but here's what I want to let you know uh, either way. Here are uh, two paragraphs of things that Benjamin wrote. What was that, Beards? Okay, so nothing yet. We will continue trying. Won't we, Beards? Probably. That was me smacking the table. Just, I mean, just keep trying. Is he somewhere where maybe like a, a time zone thing would come into play? He's in Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah but I, I, think, time zone I think we're thing. good. I also um, – Maybe think you were calling a four? Five o'clock. So I don't know. Five o'clock Eastern. I don't know. Four hour time. I don't know. Beards, you could send them a text if you'd like. I'm guessing it's a cellular device because it's 2018. You just beards. You just truck along like the soldier that you are, like the ruthless producer that I know you to be. And I'm going to read some of his article if we talk to him or not. Here are uh, here are two paragraphs that will make you want to read the rest of this story, and you absolutely should read the rest of the story. Listen, it had been a hot second since I had watched some Mahomes college tape, and I had forgotten how godly of an arm he had. I had forgotten how clinically insane he was as a decision maker. I had forgotten how transcendent his ceiling was. It's hard to mentally capture greatness and retain it at its apex. The mind naturally reduces it to something more understandable and commonplace. Mahomes' college career was dumbfounding in every sense of the word. Giving him read... Andy Reid, 
I didn't see that movie where The Rock was buddies with a giant white gorilla, and I think there was a wolf with wings flying through Chicago, but Mahomes plus Reed is that nonsense. It's supersized wolf with wings perched on the Sears Tower versus Dwayne Johnson with a prosthetic leg levels of unfair. That might be two different movies. That is a beautiful art piece. I literally got three paragraphs, four paragraphs into the story before I uh, I reached out to, to bring him along. And he is now joining us now, Benjamin Solak. And God, I hope it's Solak because I've said that so many times today. Joining us right now, he's at Twitter. Or on Twitter, at Benjamin Solak. You can read his work on thedraftnetwork.com. Those are the best two paragraphs I think I've literally ever read about the new quarterback of the Chiefs. Uh, Benjamin, thank you for writing them. Listen, anytime I can get The Rock and Patrick Mahomes into the same paragraph, I'm going <laughs> to make sure I make it happen. Those are two, uh, two top-tier entertainment sources in the 21st century. You got the last name right. Thank you, Matt. How you been? Uh, fantastic, and I, I, more fantastic after reading it. Truly, this article is stupendous. Uh, I can't, I can't direct people there often enough. Uh, it really was two or three paragraphs in. I knew, oh God, we have to talk. We have to talk to Benjamin because this is exactly the brand of of quarterback analysis that I am so hungry for. It's it's Dwayne Johnson adjacent, which is fantastic. So, um, with, with, with the, uh, analogies from heaven raining down on us already, I want to talk to you about some of the, the nerdy stuff that follows. Um, and then we'll go back to, I don't know, maybe we'll just talk about Dwayne Johnson movies. Um, but there's so much to unpack in this story. Can you give everybody, uh, sort of a crash course on the four verts concepts in general, and then how Andy Reid is using it with Patrick Mahomes, and then how Mahomes is using that differently than he did at Texas Tech? Oh, certainly, yeah. So Texas Tech under Cliff Kingsbury is a is a pretty solid air raid style of offense. Now, uh, Cliff will incorporate more spread ideas uh, than you'll see from other air raid offenses up in like Washington State or what have you. Uh, but a lot of what you're seeing on the downfield passing attacks from Cliff, even without Mahomes, when it was Nick Shimanek last year, who's another guy who was getting draft buzz at quarterback, is these vertical concepts. Cliff's looking to just flood a deep zone, right? Oh, you're, you're playing cover three. Well, I'm going to send two guys into a deep third. You've only got one guy there. He's got to make a choice. You're playing cover two. I'm going to send three guys into a deep half. You've only got one guy there. He's got to make a choice, right? And so you're essentially forcing these deep defenders to split the middle on receivers who are flying down the field already at full speed. Those states haven't started moving yet. If you have a, a quarterback who has the arm to hit those guys, you're looking at plus one-on-one matchups and explosive plays, right? So these aren't high percentage throws for most quarterbacks, mm-hmm. but when you pick up that yardage, we're looking at 40-plus yard gains, explosive plays, moving the stick. It's the potential to score very quickly. Andy Reid is a spread West Coast offense style of coach. That offense is, is typically inside of 20 yards, right? We're looking at more intermediate level style stuff. They'll still go deep, of course, but not in the way that an air raid style of offense would. But Reid recognizes when you have a player with Mahomes' arm strength, Mahomes can get the ball 40 yards down the field faster than almost any other starting quarterback in the NFL right now. Like That is his one elite trait. Mahomes can just send it. He's got a cannon. And so your ability to win with spacing, your ability to create throwing windows, well, the West Coast offense typically only does that in 15, 20 yards. A quarterback can get it there pretty quickly. With Mahomes, you can do it 30 yards down the field. You can do it 40 yards down the field. He can get it there fast enough. And so all of a sudden you're seeing – Typical read ideas as far as how to space out zone defenders, uh, how to force uh, safety to make choices. But instead of them only attacking 15, 20 yards down the field, they're taking up twice as much yardage, which makes it you know, twice as dangerous. 
So when we talk about four verts, it's four receivers, sometimes two on one side, sometimes two on the other. Sometimes it's three receivers to one side, and it's basically just three verts with an option route on the, on the back side. But we're just taking the receivers, flooding deep zones, and telling Mahomes, listen, watch that safety. Wherever he isn't, throw the ball to the other spot as fast as you can. And, if, and, and we've got the receivers, Tyree Hill, Sammy Watkins, Chris Conley, Travis Kelsey, that can make plays on the football. It's very simple and it's deadly. And it's that's such a good way of explaining it because you say it that way and I go, oh yeah, that is simple. Why 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 isn't everyone doing that? And this this is a, a, I guess a question that may have a really simple answer, but why aren't more teams doing that? And if the answer is well, they don't have Patrick Mahomes, then how on earth did Patrick Mahomes fall to tenth overall last year? Right. So it, it, it's a, a multifaceted answer. The first and the most important thing to remember is that when it comes to NFL coaches and, and offensive designers. Pride is a big issue, and stubbornness is a big issue. If Reed had said, listen, I run my system, then we wouldn't be seeing this with Mahomes, because this is not typical of a Reed system. However, Reed is coaching to his talent. Obviously, he brought in Mahomes. He'd know he'd do this. But, you know, you're in a situation where uh, too frequently, more frequently than we want to admit, offensive minds in the NFL don't adjust their scheme for their personnel. So that's a big issue there. Number two, it does also have to do with having Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill and Sammy Watkins. Those are right. two, three top receiving options that most teams can't hold a candle to, right? Like, I would say you, those mm-hmm. top three, the only other team that's kind of pushing on that would be Mike Evans, Deshaun Jackson, and O.J. Howard there in Tampa. And, hey, mm-hmm. uh, Tampa's doing pretty well offensively, too. You know what I mean? Yes. So we've got the pass catchers yes. as well, which adds a part to it. The third and final answer is, yeah, it's Patrick Mahomes. Uh, you know, the, the fact that he has such a rocket, he can throw the ball with such velocity, right? We're talking about on a line, right? Without air underneath it, 30, 40 yards down the field. This, this is a, is a rare skill which allows, again, that, those spacing ideas to apply deeper down the field. Why did Mahomes fall? Well, the offense is simple because Mahomes' capabilities in terms of decision-making are relatively simple. He's not slow to process. It's not that he can't handle it. It's that Mahomes' instinct is to jam the ball in every window that he sees because he thinks that he can because he has such arm talent. So if you're asking him to get to his second read, to his third read, you're putting Mahomes in a situation where he seems to be uncomfortable. He doesn't like to move off his first read. He prefers to wait until they get open and jam it to them. Furthermore, uh, he's not conservative, right? Uh, I think Kansas City fans are very used to a conservative Alex Smith. Mahomes is more than aggressive. (laughs) Mahomes is nuts, all right? The dude's insane. He, and you go back to the Texas Caps case, what made people very worried about him coming out, and as an evaluator, you know, Mahomes was behind Trubisky for me. He was behind Deshaun Watson for me. What made people worried about him coming out was that when you could fluster him, when you could introduce pressure, when you could take away his first read, Mahomes got very, very risky and put his team in bad spots. That's something, you know, uh, Pittsburgh was not able to do. They could not fluster Mahomes. And as a result, he's going to hang six touchdowns on you. Other teams will be able to do it more so, especially as more and more tape gets out there, and teams understand how to start taking away Mahomes' first read. But that being said, you do have unique talent in Kansas City that allows Reed to run this system. And so that's actually one of the things that I wanted to ask you about is what happens whenever more tape comes out? What happens whenever whenever they go up against the Rams or the Jags, a couple teams they do play this year? What is the move for opposing defenses, and then what is the counter move for Andy Reid, for Patrick Mahomes? Certainly. So when you look at defending this Kansas City defense, again, we got to start from a talent perspective because 
you know, Jim's and Joe's will always be X's and O's. And you need to have, you listed some good ones, a Rams secondary or a Jaguar secondary. What you need is top flight athletes because eventually you're going to be asking players to win one-on-one matchups on the outside. And Reed is very comfortable putting Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, and Travis Kelsey all on the outside as the number one receivers. And those three guys represent athletic matchup nightmares, of course, but in different ways. Hill with speed, and then Watkins with speed and size, and then Travis Kelsey with crazy speed for his size, right? So there's, you need to have, right. like, a Miles Jack to handle Travis Kelsey, and you need to be able to have a Jalen Ramsey, Tyreek Hill, so on and so forth. So there is a talent uh, benchmark that you have to clear. From a schematic perspective, what's going to have to happen is that you need to, you know, in that uh, the read offense is forcing defenders to make choices, well, you now need to find a way to force Mahomes uh, to make choices. And what you're going to have to do for a player of Mahomes' mindset is force him to check down. You're going to have to force Mahomes to take short throws uh, to get the ball out of his hands quick. Mahomes' instinct is always to extend plays, look down the field, take the shot, and you can use that against him. So you've got to play a very soft coverage cell, probably looking at quarters coverage, just a, a cover four idea where you're really blanketing that deep area. Uh, because if you try to attack the seams, you try to attack the boundary down the field against cover four, there's enough time, even with a player of Mahomes' arm strength, for help to come from the safety, from the corner, whatever. So if you can bait him into those throws against cover four, you can start to generate some turnovers. Now what you're looking at is three underneath defenders, maybe four if you're only rushing three, and that's going to leave space there in the, in the shallow areas. We know Reed, as a coach, can dice that space up. It, just, it remains to be seen if Mahomes is going to be willing to just deliver the ball to the short to take the check downs to move the sticks. The other answer is, if you can consistently get pressure with four all the time immediately, looking at a Philadelphia Eagles defensive line, a Vikings defensive line, and then again a Jaguars defensive line, then yeah, you're going to be able to fluster Mahomes, force him into quick reads, you know, move him off his spot, make him throw off platform. You're introducing variance into the equation, and variance can equal turnovers with a little bit of luck. You've talked about a, a, a thousand good things in all of that so far. Um, and, and so outside of the things that you've already mentioned, or maybe outside of the things that you expected to see with Mahomes this year, and also kind of divorcing him from the weapons and from Andy Reid as much as you can, what's the most impressive thing that you've seen from Patrick Mahomes in two games this year that maybe you weren't expecting to see from him? A mechanical improvements uh, in terms of uh, his throwing motion. And when we talk about quarterbacks' mm. mechanics, they, they can get overblowed in terms of how important they are. Mechanics are only important in that they serve accuracy and, and velocity. We don't want to see power drain, and we don't want to see accuracy drain. And then right. the hope is that they do not cause long-term injury, right? Those are the only two things that are important. If, they have, if you have weird mechanics, they don't look regular, but they're not going to injure you, and they don't take away from your power and your accuracy, I don't care what they look like, right? Mahomes right. had short to intermediate, when he was looking to put mustard on the football, when he was looking to, to, to really drive his lower body, he had mechanical issues at Texas Tech. We saw a big internal rotation of the left knee, right, that lead step where that left knee would come all the way kind of down, like, you know, underneath the groin. And you're looking at the potential to cause injury there as well. So you're just creating a wobbly base. You're introducing more variance into accuracy. And then you see a big, as a result of that, a big what we call a tilt and a slash. Instead of his shoulders coming forward, you know, more parallel to the ground, uh, you would see the, at the hips that bend, so the shoulders are now, you know, pointed up at an angle. And when the throwing arm finishes, instead of coming kind of straight down, it would come all the way across the body. Mahomes has the unimaginable Aaron Rodgers-esque, and I say that not lightly, Aaron Rodgers-esque right. ability 
to just throw stupidly accurate at the weirdest body angles. It's crazy. Right? <laughs> right. It, 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 it's it's insane. insane. It's irregular. Yes. Yeah. But yes. What, well, what makes Rodgers stellar, what makes Rodgers the most talented quarterback, is that he has flawless mechanics and only calls upon that superhuman ability when it's necessary. Right? Mahomes has right. the tendency to let that superhuman ability to just like be at the weirdest angle and chuck a 60-yard bomb down the field. He lets that leak into his regular play when he has a clean platform and there is no pressure when he does have time in the pocket. And when you let that leak, yeah, you can hit that throw sometimes, but it's not as consistent, it's not as predictable as a classic mechanics throw. So his mechanics aren't for the year of which he was under Nagy, while Nagy was there, and then obviously now the second year coming into reach, his mechanics are improved. That's a great sign for his longevity. You know, if you have to deal with injury as a young yeah. player, it's a great sign for his longevity. It'll probably also help his placement in the inter- intermediate levels as well. That's a fantastic point. Um, so at this point, I think that we've established that Patrick Mahomes' ceiling with all these weapons and with Andy Reid and everything is that he becomes a world-consuming cloud of cosmic energy from Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer, a movie that I have seen and referenced on radio multiple times and do not intend to see again. Um, but if that's his, if that insane world destroyer is his ceiling, what's your actual expectation for what Patrick Mahomes is for the rest of this year and then for the next few years down the road? Right. Well, for the rest of this year, I think that we've seen that when young quarterbacks can get into the league and they can start off hot, that they get fed in a big way by national media and by all the excitement. It's something we saw with Carson Wentz, something we saw a little bit with Deshaun Watson. When they can get one good game under their belt and they can get confident, then you can really see them go on a tear. Now, Mahomes is interesting because, you know, I brought up Watson and Wentz. Watson and Wentz are both national champions, Right. Mahomes right. never really played for a winner, and that's not really to his discredit, nor is that to say he didn't sure. win a couple of really big games at Texas Tech that he did. Sure. But simply that Tech team in the Big 12 wasn't regularly competing for conference championships, uh, and they weren't really going to uh, high-profile bowl games simply because the defense was really quite poor, and they weren't super well-coached under Clingsbury. But that's a different matter entirely. So what's going to happen when Mahomes – Gets, uh, you know, kind of feels the pressure of a five game win streak, a six game win streak. I, we don't really know. Uh, and that's something to watch in a big way. You know, you always have to be mentally prepared as a young quarterback for that inevitable letdown performance that comes. A few drops, mm-hmm. a risky throw or two, a few breaks that don't go your way, a better defense, and all of a sudden, you know, you're not putting up six touchdowns and five incompletions on a Pittsburgh Steelers secondary. That's laughable, right? You've got to be mentally prepared to bounce back from that. Mahomes is an uber-confident young man. We've known that from his time at Texas Tech. We're not entirely sure how he bounces back when things are going great and then all of a sudden there's that next wrench that comes in. So that's the big thing I'm watching for. I do anticipate him to be put, continue to put up video game numbers simply because I, I trust him to read offense and Andy Reid that much, uh, that, that Mahomes will be able to right out through the uh, the bumps and the bruises, as it were. A more multi-year assessment of Patrick Mahomes, he has the talent, and he had this talent at Texas Tech to rise up into the elite level of quarterbacks at some point in his career, right? And when I say elite, I mean, like, top three, top two. I'm not talking, like, top ten nonsense. But he has always right. had that talent. His developmental track thus far looks stellar. It's the dream. And, and many, including myself, said this when, when he was drafted by Andy Reid. If he's going to be good this was the spot for him to go, right? Like, if you could yeah, pick yeah. out of the 32 teams, Andy Reid? Come on. Like, that's exactly what you want. <laughs> and so the developmental track 
looks to be stellar, looks to have been exactly what you were hoping for for, uh, for Mahomes. It's all, it should be all optimism there. Again, like I've got, you know, like those leadership questions or those bounce back mentality questions or whatever. But what we've seen so far, if we try to extrapolate it further, I mean, it's all thumbs up to me. Can you tell everybody about the Draft Network and uh, anything anyone needs to know? Maybe they haven't heard of it yet. I know it's a it's a relatively new uh, experience. I've loved everything that I've read from it, uh, but can you sell everyone on it really quick? Oh, well, I sure would love to. Uh, yeah, no, the Draft Network is uh, a, new, a new site, a rebranding, but we've done been around for a while now, just, you know, uh, different spots under different names. Regardless, uh, this is the uh, – we're very fortunate, the premier site for draft coverage all the way around the year, and so – uh, you know, we have the ability to scout uh, throughout all 365 days. You know, already there's around 350 summer reports up uh, preseason on draft-eligible players, so we're really excited to be bringing that big prospects database to everybody. It includes all the draft-eligible products, uh, prospects excuse me, of all the, uh, all the teams in the Group of Five and Power Five conferences. There's uh, more coming down the mountain in terms of uh, mock draft simulators and build your own big board and whatever, so if you have a uh, even a slight interest in the draft, you know, when the time comes around, you know, in in April and in March and in February, uh, our goal is to be prepared for you whenever you kind of decide to get a hype with it, whenever you decide to get into it. And so if you swing over to the draftnetwork.com or you follow us on Twitter at draftnetworkllc, uh, then you'll see, you know, uh, right in the college football season now, it's all previews on the interesting prospects, who's got big battles coming up, stock reports as far as who's doing well and who's not, insider buzz, all that good stuff, podcasts, videos, galore. We're excited, man. It's a ton of fun out there. I mean, we get to write pieces about second-year quarterbacks running the air raid in in, uh, in the NFL, so it's a pretty good spot. <laughs> it, seriously, man, I loved your piece. I love your writing style. I can't wait to keep seeing more of your stuff uh, constantly. Thank you for making the time today, and uh, I'm, I'm going to try not to make you regret giving us your phone number. Oh, dude, no worries. Listen, I, uh, I'm, I'm an Eagles fan, so I, I've got love for Andy, always will. It's exciting to see him with a new toy being very successful there. So enjoy him. Uh, good luck to you guys this season, man. I hope to see you in February. <laughs> yeah, I would love that. I would sign up for that right now, absolutely. Thank you, Benjamin, for making the time. You can follow Benjamin on Twitter at Benjamin Solak. Again, go read everything at the Draft Network, at Draft Network LLC. I could talk to him for six months. That was uh, so much fun. So there's so that article is so good. We like he gave you a lot of the information. There are like five questions that I wrote down that we didn't even get to be, about pre-snap reads and pre-snap motion and everything. Uh, the information in that story on thedraftnetwork.com is just fantastic. Uh, and again, the writing style is mwah, chef kiss, chef kiss perfection. All right, we'll take a break. We'll talk more about it whenever we come back here on Almost Entirely Sports. Step into the world of power, loyalty. And luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. 
Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to Almost Entirely Sports. By the way, this is not shade to anyone on the planet, because I haven't listened to any voice other than mine for the last 24 hours and arguably 23 years. But if you start any Chiefs conversation today, I don't care if it's a if it's a radio show or a podcast or a conversation with your friends. If you start any conversation about the Chiefs today with Man, I don't know about that defense. You have to go with Joshua Briscoe. You have to launch yourself into another hemisphere. You have to jump on Patrick Mahomes' hand and let him fling you to the sun, which he can do. On ESPN Kansas City. Great stuff there, talking to Benjamin of the Draft Network and all sorts of others. I mean, he watches and covers the Eagles as well. Uh, if you missed any of that conversation, everything we do here is podcasted in its entirety. So, I don't know, 30 minutes after the show today, an hour after the show today, sometime soon, we will have the uh, we'll have the podcast up and running um, so you can see and hear that whole conversation. Just a, just a treat. Again, so much good information in that article of his. Um, just a fun conversation. Be- uh, Rudy, your microphone is on. You hitting the... The little foam thing was making a very unpleasant noise. It's okay. These are some of the things, these are some of the challenges that we go through as we uh, do shows on remotes as we are today here at Gomer's uh, as a part of the Jim Beam Bourbon Tour. No, yeah, that's a legitimate one on me. That's my bad. That's a legitimate <laughs> No like, excuse. That's just me. <laughs> it's okay. Um, there's just a lot of stuff that happens. A lot of moving A lot of moving parts around here. That's okay. That's, that's, that's how we like it, but that's more accurately, that's just how it is. Um, I also just realized that I haven't checked my phone in a while, and I'm wondering if there are more text messages I'm supposed to respond to. I'll have to get back well, to it. Well, nobody's texts me telling you to respond to them, so you, I think you're good. Great. Um, lovely. Well, I'll check that out, figure <laughs> that out later. Uh, did you see this Ben Roethlisberger story? I have. This isn't apparently recent, but uh, from uh, Robert Little at BSO Black Sports Online. Uh, headline, Ben Roethlisberger allegedly pressured stro- uh, adult film star Stormy Daniels for a goodnight kiss after she had sex with Donald Trump, says she was terrified he'd force his way into her hotel room, according to excerpts from her book. Um, this has been a bad week for the Steelers. Mm-hmm. Hachi machi. Um, also, uh, Ben Roethlisberger seems like a real toad. Capital T, not like the, not like the, not, the frog, yeah, not the but frog. The, the video game character, the Mario Mario Kart character. Uh huh. The man um, who's constantly just like following. I guess not man, but the, the creature who's just constantly following Princess Peach around. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. What a, I had not connected those dots before. What a good mm-hmm. call. Um, yeah, this, I, I, uh, the only thing that I'm confident in at this point in this NFL season is that, uh, that, uh, Mike Tomlin is not sleeping well at night. Uh, the reason that I'm so confident in that is because I don't think Mike Tomlin has slept well a night in his life. He just sort of looks like that. He looks like he typically sleeps on a bed of nails, and now he's sleeping on a bed of nails that has also been heated because he's on the hot seat. Like, man, I, I think he's probably a pretty good head coach. I feel like if he went to, like, I don't know, if he went to Buffalo after they eventually get rid of the guy who started Nathan Peterman for 30 minutes this year, um, 
if you uh, if you put him in a new situation, let him build a new culture, roster, everything, I feel like he's probably doing better than it looks right now in uh, in Pittsburgh, a team that has a lot of talent, not taking that away. But, man, if you are decision makers in Pittsburgh, you've got to be looking at all of this and just kind of going, like, man, like, the, the Roethlisberger thing is is sort of besides the point where Antonio Brown not showing up for practice. And by the way, Antonio Brown saying that he just was upset because they were losing by 40 points. They were never losing by 40 points. What I feel like what this means is whenever you're losing to Patrick Mahomes, it feels like you're losing by twice as much as you actually are because he is that much of a superhero. I said that, that actually is probably like that probably is actually fair. It That's probably, how it feels against Tom yeah, Brady. Whenever he is just gunslinging you're just like man we can't there's like how do how can we possibly stop this guy yeah, yeah. it probably does feel like you're down way more than what you are if you're down if you're ever down 21 yeah. to tom brady it feels like you're down by a thousand like it just it now it you just you gotta remember matter. that bob Sutton is running the defense that, sure. that should cheer you up but, but uh, like antonio yeah. brown like who was like he was disciplined like quietly um and then you've got uh, Le'Veon Bell just like that feels like that ship may be actually sailing like he's actually yeah. missing consecutive games. I'm fantasy team drafting. Yeah, I, that that overall. that sound I meant could have only meant your fantasy team was yeah. a threat. Um, I have James Conner on that same team, but still that's fine. Then still. it's not great, but still. fine. If he if it just would have been James Conner, he would have been a late first round pick probably. Right? Doesn't that seem fair? Yeah. All right, so get over it. What I'm telling you, maybe early second. Yeah, get over yeah. it. Actually, what if you get over it? But the Steel, like I think the Chiefs broke the Steelers. I I think Patrick Mahomes ruined the Steelers. I said that. I said that whenever Antonio Brown just tweeted "trade me," um, which wasn't really a trade request. I don't think that he was actually requesting a trade. It was in response to some Steelers like former PR person or something. Yeah, former PR. It was like, oh, Antonio Brown's lucky. He's on the team with Ben Roethlisberger. Roethlisberger's made him. He's like, oh yeah, trade me. Let's find out. And uh, so, like, that's fine. But then he just like doesn't show up on Monday. That's something. That's not a great sign. Ben Roethlisberger is eventually going to fall like a Confederate statue or Lego man. Um, And the the talent around him hates being there. Antonio Brown seems like he hates it there. Uh, Le'Veon Bell seems like he hates it there. Mike Tomlin seems like he might be uh, the the results haven't been as strong recently. They still they make the playoffs every year. They win that that division with a, with them and a bunch of posers and also the Browns, I guess. Um, but like, I'm I'm keeping an eye on Pittsburgh, and I don't think it's ridiculous to start wondering if that house of cards is 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 at least starting to face a stiff wind. I'm also wondering like about the type of person who, in any argument, is siding with Big Ben. Like, we know this man's history, right? Mm-hmm. And he's just like, you know what? I got to sign with one of these two. Yeah, I'm going to pick Big Ben. I mean, like, it's, just, it's just signing It's just signing with your quarterback. Yeah. Um, sorry. You want to hear an awesome quote from Peter King? Oh, yeah. No, I, yeah. I've. Uh, Let's go ahead and knock this one out. I've seen this. This is great. Peter King on WEEI in, uh, in Boston the Patriots are a proud fan franchise, and I realize what I am saying is a little bit of idealistic crapola, but the Patriots should not be in business with Josh Gordon. He is not worthy of this franchise. Okay, everybody just be silent for a second. Everyone just be quiet for a second. Beards, do you know where this is headed? Don't say anything other than yes or no, but you, you understand the... Do you have a first thought following up that quote? Uh, no. Okay, well then Rudy and I will just handle it then. 
Um, one more time the quote, and then we're going to count to three, and then we'll just say the first thing we're thinking. Ready? The Patriots are a proud franchise, and I realize what I'm saying is a little bit of ideal, idealistic crapola, but the Patriots should not be in business with Josh Gordon. He's not worthy of this franchise. One, two, three. Aaron, Aaron Hernandez. Hernandez. The Patriots are the only NFL team that I know of that employed a serial killer. What are you talking about? Have you seen some of the replies to it? Because I, I no. Are, do they all say? Uh, Aaron, do they just say one, two, three? Aaron Hernandez. This is my favorite one. Yes, this first one. <laughs> okay, so someone says they employed Aaron Hernandez. I rest my case. Their first response: They cut him as soon as the allegations come out. Unless you're accusing Belichick of knowingly employing a murderer, he did nothing wrong, dude. <laughs> You know what? I give the Patriots a lot of credit for cutting the player that was accused of committing murder. The Browns cut a guy that was accused of insider trading, like, immediately, because you eventually you do that. Murder is pretty high up on the list of yeah. things that make you lose your job. Yeah. Also, Ray Lewis, also, just saying. Also, uh, that, was, was not, that was a one-off, though, right? Aaron Hernandez, we're pretty sure there's like a string oh, of stuff. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, with, with Aaron Hernandez. No, no, there are murders in the end. Like, is it a punch card? Is it a three strike system? I, said, I use the phrase I no, I I'm saying I use the phrase serial killer, which I think may actually apply here. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you get one Ray freebie? Lewis, not definitely not a serial killer. Yeah, you get you get one freebie. Well, yeah, yeah in the if, NFL, if you're good enough, you get one freebie. If you kill one person, you're not a serial killer. You have to have multiple And also in the NFL, you're, you're Oh yeah, absolutely. If you're yes, good yes, enough, yes. if you're good enough, you can you can I kill one think... person or insider yes. trade. If Michael Kendricks would have been uh, Ray Lewis in his prime, he would oh, be a Cleveland Brown. I'm still not entirely convinced that Aaron Hernandez wasn't essentially Gronk that he still wouldn't be playing in the NFL right now. You mean, oh, yeah. If no, you're good I, enough, man, like, you, oh, it's... Oh, well, Aaron Hernandez on that offense was about was, to be... Oh, no, he, he was, was good. He was about to be psycho, I mean, he just wasn't... Was he wasn't the... He wasn't the main guy. Like, it was... Like, Gronk was... Yeah, 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 one. for sure. For sure. Like, if roles were reversed. Um, no, I mean, eventually those odds... Uh, the, the, too much... Well, of course, once you get to, like, up. five of... Five yeah, bodies, eventually... Like, it does start to go... And so it's the Patriots. But it started off with just one. I think if it's... I think he clears that one. The idea that the Patriots are this, like... They are. They are this crystal chalice atop your your shelves uh, spare me like like I, it's just every every two or three years there's a patriots coaching scandal of some sort and most of them i think are vastly overrated but like they have oh, been sure. like a, they have been caught filming and by the way by the way if you think that bill belichick didn't know that there was something wrong with aaron hernandez oh, you are a naive buffoon yeah. just like urban meyer did he urban meyer said did. urban meyer yes. told nfl teams don't effing touch that guy yes. that was a quote that was on my twitter like two days ago he was urban meyer was apparently telling teams don't effing touch that guy with which urban meyer i didn't know urban meyer could say that to anyone my my recent history, my assumption has been that Urban Meyer really just doesn't make moral judgments on literally anybody on the face of the planet. I mean, he did it for Aaron. He made an exception. Urban Meyer turned on his moral compass for the first time just to tell NFL teams not to touch Aaron Hernandez. That should have been the sign right there, and especially because. If you look at uh, Belichick's draft history, especially when Urban Meyer was at Florida, he loved Urban Meyer players. Like, he would draft those players all the time, which obviously tells me he respects what Urban Meyer has to say. I think so. Urban Meyer, I am sure, told him. Are you making him Urban Meyer? Are you making him two coaches? Are you pluralizing? Urban Meyer? Yeah, yeah, I think I was. (laughs) Urban Meyer told him that this is a bad guy. Yes! Like, no, not even. He said, don't effing touch him! Well, yeah, but uh, you had already said that. I don't want (sighs) to. It's just, that's what a dumb thing to say. Yeah. 
Also, though, for the record, um, one of the other things I wanted to talk about today is what what else is going on in the AFC. Um, what are who are the who are the best teams in the in the in the conference right now? Let's just make it AFC specific right now. Uh, the Patriots, I think, right now, like you have to pick them over. I'm going to pick them over the Chiefs until mm-hmm. something changes, just because like Belichick I can't help Brady. it. Belichick Brady. Yep, that's all you need. But there's this new book out where apparently Brady is like he is interested in the divorce from Bill Belichick. Obviously, there's a real tension between those two guys where they both think they deserve more more of the credit, mm-hmm. um, and that's fascinating. That's a fascinating dichotomy. Um, I would like to think that you would just win a bunch of Super Bowls and then split the credit, but but I think Bill Belichick thinks that he could be almost as good with Matt Castle, and he was for one year. I think Bill Belichick thinks it could be almost as good with Jimmy Garoppolo, um, and I think that Tom Brady thinks he could be almost as good in San Francisco or almost as good as good in Indianapolis or whatever. Yeah, I think both guys believe that. And frankly, can I get like to be a little bit too honest? I think they're both probably close to being right. I think they're both incredible at what it is at, at what it is that they do. I think I think the Patriots would win the division for the next five to seven years with Jimmy Garoppolo in all likelihood. Yeah. Um, I don't think they would win the Super Bowl nearly as often as they have with Tom Brady. I think the same could be said for Tom Brady quarterbacking the San Francisco 49ers. I think now that division has real challengers in it in a way that the Patriots never seem to face. But I think if he goes to the NFC West, it's the Rams and Tom Brady's Niners, and they eventually win a Super Bowl. Like I think that that's probably uh, the truth lying in the middle there somewhere. But it seems like there is... There is real tension in New England among all of those guys, and we've seen hints of it since the Garoppolo stuff. So with that being noted, with the fact that the Steelers don't have their two best position players right now on their side, also their quarterback is is falling like a Confederate statue and also like having more terrible stories coming out about him um, that – frankly indicates a, the one thing about the story the stormy daniel story um that like if you want to write it off as being an old story and whatever you can do whatever you want with that honestly the thing for me that i'm that i sort of just like raise an eyebrow at um is that we we now have a pattern for ben roethlisberger yep. have you ever heard of anyone who was like a little rapey twice the answer to that's no no, it's it's just not. If like, you end up in this situation twice, like you're doing something wrong. Yes, if you are if you are acting this way around women on two ways that have been mm-hmm. reported, there are probably twenty other times that no one else has said anything because yep. you're Ben Roethlisberger, um, and it wouldn't surprise me one bit. If this story brings it up again, and then now in a, within the next week we hear a story from somebody else who's less famous than Stormy Daniels, um, that goes, "Yep, actually, yeah, I got a, I got a story about the same thing of him trying to being terrified that he's going to force his way into your hotel room." Uh, it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me one bit, and I don't feel like that's any sort of defamation. I don't feel like I'm even walking on unstable ground there because we've got two stories now about Ben Roethlisberger. There's never just two stories. Well, I mean, isn't it actually three? Didn't there was there two well, ladies? I, I don't I, know. I believe, you might yeah, be right. I believe, like, you, you know, way back in the day, there were two stories back then. Yeah. He's been accused of it twice, and now this one. Okay, that's a good call. Honestly, this is something where I, I – one thing I am realizing is I wasn't paying as much attention as I was – as I am now whenever that was happening. I Now I have Twitter in my hand at literally, like, 22 hours a day. Um, and and these are the things that, that are now coming out more often. So maybe you're right. Maybe this is number three and not number two. And that if there's three, then there's probably 30. 
Um, which is, by the way, actually, like, I think pretty close to the actual ratio that people believe that domestic assaults and uh, sexual assaults get actually reported. Um, I don't know. I don't. That one's not factual. That's what I believe to yeah, be. Yeah, back in 2010, he had a pair of sexual assault allegations. 2010? Yeah. I guess, that, I mean, yeah, that's almost a decade ago, and it also feels like it's not that long ago, which is probably about right. Yeah. Um, and I don't remember that. I don't know the exact timeline of the, the Stormy Daniels one here. But, yeah, whenever there's three, there's probably 30. So... Maybe more will come up on that level, but he's not going to, like, if you want to just do the most, like, caveman-y, like, how does this affect the team right now sort of response, he's not going to get suspended for anything that happened 10 years ago. But, oh, man, that story's going to be there. That, no. And yes, it, I don't remember. I don't remember, gets I don't remember actually. Then. He may have been. that. You can check that out if I mean, you're maybe. trying to go on a Googling yeah. spree. But that's not happening. You know what is happening, though? A locker room that has, I think the idea of distractions are generally far overblown. Going, oh, you know, I don't, we got, we don't want to bring in this guy or this guy because it's a distraction. And I, you know, sometimes when I can say absolutely bleep that excuse, the Seahawks bring in Michael Kendricks, who may end up going to jail for insider trading, but you know what? They needed a linebacker, so they brought him in. Um, and and I think that it's a silly excuse that comes up with Colin Kaepernick. Very like, oh, we don't want that circus. Well, right now the Steelers have a three-ring circus because they have a running back who's not there. They have a wide receiver that doesn't want to be there, and they have a quarterback that maybe shouldn't be there. That if you want to talk about distractions in a in a reasonable way, that's when they show up. I saw something about Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, uh, suspended for six, reduced to four, so he was suspended. Okay. All right. What what did you, did you know? What year that was? Oh, uh, two thousand ten. Okay. I think it's so. It would have been the 2011, the 2011 NFL season because it happened. The suspension came down in April 2010, so he would have been the 2010, 2011 season. We're gonna take a break. We're out here at Gomer's. Uh, if you want to come by at any moment, we have a, a little while left on the Jim Beam Bourbon Tour at this stop. There's several more though all around. We tweeted out pictures and whatnot of that. If you want more information, uh, tweet Rudy because maybe Rudy knows. We'll take a break. We'll uh, close up shop here. Almost Charlie Sports coming up next. You're listening to Almost Entirely Sports. If you're new to the show, we talk to Seth every week. Seth's really good at this. You should stay and listen then. You should come back tomorrow. Or watch. Yeah. Or smell. Smell the show. Today, the show smells like gunpowder and uh, cocaine. And winning. And tears of joy. Tiger blood. Steeler blood. Also acceptable. Touchdowns. Greatness. Andy Reid's mustache. Patrick Mahomes' hair. Smoke coming off of... Tyree kills shoes. Terrible towels soaked in booze. With Joshua Briscoe. <laughs> What's that? Oh. Oh, oh God. Oh, Steven Nelson just got burned. Oh, that is horrible smelling. Oh, that's, that's terrible. That is a terrible that's smell. That's not good. Um, the Waffle House that Andy Reid had for celebration. <laughs> <laughs> On ESPN Kansas City. Very, that's a very good game that we played there, Beards. I'm, I'm pretty proud of how that all turned out. What do you smell like, Rudy? What do you smell in the air? So, I have no sense of smell, really. In the, in, the, in the metaphorical Jim, Chiefs I, air. Ooh, that's good. Actually, you earlier, I did smell some whiskey. Would you really? I and did. it makes sense. We're not very far from it, and there's a lot. It's very exciting. I also smell a little bit of a burning smell. I think it might be like the football just moving so fast over the grass, that, aggressive burning. That makes sense. Or maybe uh, it's like the little nubs on the football are literally mm, burning off because the yeah. rotation is, is happening so quickly. That's all you got? Yeah. Okay. You see what Mahomes did for his birthday? 
I did. I think we actually had audio from it. Did I don't you? think we have time. Oh, yeah, yeah. But you could, would, you like, would you like to tell everyone what Mahomes did for his birthday? He stayed in. Got takeout. Watch some film. cake, I think. Yeah. Or bottom of cake. Watch some film. Watch some film. That's why I like my that's why I like my QB, man. You want a you want a nerdy quarterback? I do. I think in light of our like Ben Roethlisberger conversation, yeah. I would like a nerdy quarterback. Kind of yeah. like a nerdy quarterback. Yeah, I do too. You know, I just stay in. What did you? We played this game on Sports Night last night. What did you do on your twenty third birthday? Uh, for us, this was like forty five minutes ago. Yeah. See, for me, this is like twenty years ago. Oh. <laughs> Rudy, Rudy is actually forty five. Birthday. I was okay. I was at, actually. I, I remember my twenty third birthday. So this was my first year out of Kentucky, and me and Willie have. Our birthdays are like two days apart, so okay. we threw a giant party. And for Willie, it's a, you know, that's the name drop, Willie Cauley-Stein, played basketball at Kentucky. Wait, so we so threw hold on, your friend Willie is Willie Cauley-Stein? Yes. You guys uh, like friends? Yeah. Like friends' friends? I lived, like, I, I lived with his family out there. Okay. Um, you said you said my friend Willie, yeah. and I was, I was like typing about something else. You're like, oh, no, yeah, no. not the name drop, but my friend Willie Cauley-Stein, yeah. current I mean, NBA like, player. I'm not saying we're like besties or anything. But you guys like, like Snapchat? you have yeah. Snapchat? Uh, I mean, we follow each other on Twitter. I don't, I don't have a Snapchat, I don't think. I don't believe you so. DM him? You want to tell him that the, the I mean, friend of yours has got a really good radio show? He talk to him. He might come on. What would we talk to Willie Colley Stein about? Oh, man. He is seriously, like, maybe one of the most interesting dudes. Is like, he? He doesn't even like to talk about basketball. Fantastic. Like, he's, like, huge into art. Um, oh, that's exciting. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ba- like, honestly, like, I mean, he loves basketball. I don't want to, I'm not trying to sit here and say, like, he doesn't care about basketball. Um, That's breaking news. Breaking news. That'll be on all the NBA Twitter tomorrow. You're right. Willie (laughs) Cauley-Stein doesn't care about basketball. Uh, Reported by... uh, Excuse me. Let me make sure that everyone gets a clean cut of this. Willie Cauley-Stein does not care about basketball. Reported exclusively by by Rudy Salazar on ESPN Kansas City. (laughs) Betrayed (laughs) by his good friend, Rudy Salazar. Uh, But yeah, no, you would like him. You two would get along well, I feel like. Uh, Yeah, it sounds like I would. I like him. That's good. What did you do guys do on your birthday party? So we had a house um, and a family area that we were renting out. Um, we just threw a huge party. Nice. That's uh, good. Cops got called. That was fine. Really? I I went to my room and just acted like I was asleep. One of my rooms was like, oh, yeah, he's been sleeping the whole time. Oh, and they just left me alone. You've got such good friends. <laughs> While uh, somebody else, I will not name his name, was uh, hiding in my closet. Very tall person. Not Willie, but somebody else. He was very tall. Beards, do you want to go? in my closet. Beers, do you want to go Google yes. the what year was this? Oh, uh, this is 2013. Well, there was a, there was a lot of tall players. 2013 Kentucky. But how much time do we have left in the show, Beard? Somebody About else was three hiding minutes. on our. So, like one of our, you go to the other roommate's rooms and you can actually climb out onto the roof. I know there's a couple people out there like hiding on the roof. That's very good. Um, um, let's see. Nerlens no. Noel was it? Nerlens Noel. Oh, was no, Nerlens okay, no. Noel hiding in your closet? No, 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 no. My bad. This would have been the next year, the 14-15 season. Nerlens Noel was the year before I got there. So, okay, so this would have been my 24th birthday. Or no. Yes, 24th birthday. I, I don't 23 care. when I moved out there. I turned 24. I, was I do not care at all about, about your birthday, birthday anymore. I care so. I don't care. Fine. 24th <laughs> birthday is fine. Um, was it Devin Booker? Was Devin? He's not that tall. Was he hiding on the roof? Not that tall. He's like 6'6". Six, six. Yeah, I was going to say, I think Booker was there. On a basketball level, he's not that tall. Yeah, That's still sure a pretty Booker good was size. Was it, was it Carl Anthony Towns? Was Carl Anthony Towns hiding in your closet? No, he was not there. Was it the Harrison twins stacked oh, on top was of each straight, other? Was the, ha- the, Harrison twins <laughs> <laughs> the Harrison twins didn't like anybody. They just hung out by themselves. Was it Trey Lyles? Was Trey Lyles hiding in your closet? No. What, is, is their name, is it Alex Poitras? Was Alex Poitras in your closet? Maybe. <laughs> No, no, definitely not. 
No? Sure, no. No? Are you sure? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it was dark. I couldn't see. Also, he is not 6'8". He's like 6'10", at least. He's, a, he's at least 6'10", because yeah, his, his his hair was scraping the top of your closet. <laughs> I mean, if it would have been him, it would have been scraping the top of your yes. closet. Oh, man. <laughs> Good times. What is he doing right now? Where's Alex Poitras right now? Uh, he, I think I saw. So he, who's, he's been who's signed. Who's is he in right now? He's been signed by like five different NBA teams this offseason. Making a living. Uh, maybe Indiana. Oh, hey, here's a fun. Did you see that Dan Lambertard thought that Patrick Mahomes was, was white? Really? Yeah. He just heard his voice, and he's usually yeah, had a helmet. And his fair. name is Patrick Mahomes. He sounds like yeah. Irish, I guess. Uh, what made me think of that is that I thought Alex Poitras was white until this second, <laughs> until I Googled him just now. Yeah, no, he no. did not look like I thought no, he did. No, 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 no. I was imagining, I guess, was, someone else. Yeah, he was a... Is there a tallish white guy on this Kentucky team that I thought he was? Um, Derek Willis. Well, Derek That's Willis is not... Thinking. He's not... I mean, he, he's Native American, I guess. I think he's like half Native American. Half I think white. I was just imagining Grayson Trey Allen. Trey Lyles is, is half each way. Okay, well, that doesn't help me anyway. This show's been fun today. Thanks yeah. to Gomers for having us. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean, that's... Sam Malone's white. <laughs> He's a walk-on. <laughs> we'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye, Mom. You're listening to Almost Entirely Sports with Joshua Briscoe on ESPN Kansas City. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.